This is Super Yacht Radio. And welcome to the crew mess. Nice to have you here with us. We have the pleasure of being joined by a naval architect today, Stefan van der Haust uh, from Sea Job Naval Architects. He's based in the Netherlands and um, has done a lot of research recently, it would seem, over the past sort of two years. And we have him on the station today to learn a little bit more. Um, if I'm if I'm going to headline you, it's that time to market super super yachts can be reduced by up to four and a half months, which yes. is would just be fantastic in many ways. I'm sure for owners and for yeah. shipyards. Not great for people who are, who pay get paid by the hour though. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. it's quite a big heading. So um, first thing I wanted to ask was this, uh, Stefan, if I may. Um, is this size dependent? So, I mean, if I'm building a 40 meter versus a 100 meter, um, are we still looking at the same kind of four or five months saving on this? Or is it, depending on the scale of the yacht, depends on what you're going to save? Well, uh, yeah, first of all, thanks for having me. And uh, a pleasure. I think, yes, uh, indeed, it's, uh, it's, it's dependent on the size. And um, in my research, I looked into yachts between 50 and 80 meters, and already they're. Um, yeah, there's a little difference, um, but I took for for this range of 50 to 80 meters. I uh, the, the the general conclusion is this four and a half months uh, engineering lead time reduction. Okay, so can you bring us back? Um, this was sort of a, a 11 month research that you did into this, and mm-hmm. um, can you can you go through kind of the basics so our listeners have kind of a better understanding of what you were looking at? Sorry. Uh, can you repeat that last part? Can you? I, I know that this was a eleven months research for you. Can you bring us back to the the basics so uh, we yeah. have kind of a mm. fundamental understanding of what your research was about? Yes. Um, well, it took me eleven months because it's uh, actually it's my uh, master graduation thesis, so uh, <laughs> um, the end of my studies. And um, <clears throat> well, it started off by uh, the idea of sea job uh, naval architects, where I'm uh, where I did my graduation. Uh, thesis that um, uh, engineering lead time can be reduced in the design phase of yachts by um, looking at the lower part of the ship because uh, they had a feeling that um, still a lot of uh, redesign is done there. Um, so in the end, when uh, two different yachts may have a very similar layout and construction principles in the lower part of the ship. So this was the, basically the starting point for my research. And then I uh, started to look at yeah how uh, what are the commonalities between different yachts uh, from different dimensions from different shipyards? So, when you say the lower part of the ship, um, we're talking like the, the, the hull in opposed to the superstructure. So, we're talking about uh, if I go from the aft, we're looking at the engineering area, then we're kind of moving forward. Normally, there's the guest accommodation, um, we're into the crew mess and galley area. And then we're going forward probably to the owner's cabin. So it's it's that layer. And then when we get above that, we're getting the kind of the, the main deck, the salon, that kind of area. So sometimes the, the owner's cabin is on that deck as well. Is that the areas we're talking about? We're talking about? Yes, indeed. Um, in my case, uh, what I found is basically uh, the owner spaces. I make a distinction between owner spaces and non-owner spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, non-owner spaces are the technical spaces and the crew areas 
These are uh, usually below main deck, and uh, most of the owner spaces are uh, above main deck. Mm -hmm. In the range of vessels that I looked at, yeah, that would be that would be my experience as well. And um, so, uh, can I just be a little bit more pedestrian at the moment um, when a super yacht is being built? Is it is it built? What's the difference that you're looking at in comparison to what is happening now, or how super yachts are built? Yeah, um, well, it's funny because also the uh, the, the start of my my research is also based on the fact that uh, in production already the upper part and the lower part of uh, of yachts are usually split up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This contributes to the feasibility of also this uh, dynamic platform. At the moment, in in when super yachts are being built, um, yeah. are they are they built separately? Are they built together? I'm being quite pedestrian for people like myself who don't understand very much about neighbor architecture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the uh, yeah. So the, the vessel is split basically in the lower part and the upper part, mm -hmm. and this makes it feasible for in this research to for the lower part to. Uh, where the um, more, most of the non-owner spaces are and which part of the vessel is usually a bit similar to other vessels to, to take this part of the vessel and to apply some design reuse. And this is also, yeah, of course, uh, something that has been studied uh, more often in the past. But now I try to make it into such a platform that it's dynamic. So it can one platform can be scaled to uh, fit the yeah the, okay. the dimensions of the whole yacht to uh, to to fit the wishes of the client base. So if I'm if I'm getting a sense of what you're saying, is that the the whole section, the the below decks the non-owner area, which mm -hmm. um, is the engineering, crew, and guest accommodation, uh, yes. basically treat that like a a, a production boat. And the above deck and um, uh, owner areas, which obviously would include the bridge as well, um, those areas, they tend to be more uh, bespoke to the owner's requirements. He wants this kind of uh, salon area. He wants this kind of layout for dining area. His um, or her uh, stateroom, they want this kind of layout. So that becomes more customized by owners, exactly. um, but below decks, exactly. they really don't care that much. Obviously, they want it to be nice for their guests, etc., but they don't going to go down there that often unless it's just to show somebody around. But is that the kind? So we treat the below decks like a production and above decks, um, you're going to have customization there. And then you just marry the two together when you're putting the superstructure in place. Is, is that yep. the basis of, of your thinking? Yes, that would be. Uh, yeah, that would be it. And um, yeah, then in, then in the lower part, it's more that these areas are indeed uh, also fixed to certain um, required areas. And, and then mm -hmm. for a, for a crew cabin, for example, um, the sizes of these cabins are uh, also. Yeah, quite common actually, uh, because they uh, in, in their yeah, time are around. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, some uh, some of the designers they make them as tiny as possible, and mm -hmm. but they are fixed. They are limited to uh, the requirements of uh, somebody to live like uh, to to, no, to have normal uh, accommodation, a, a, a legal minimum size kind of thing. So, yeah. can I ask in 
in comparison to, say, for the big shipyards like you know FedShip or Amos, um, do they do they customize the whole super yacht each time, or how is this different to what is being done at the moment? Uh, I'm not very exactly familiar with how uh, different shipyards do their uh, their designs, uh, but I think yes, indeed, uh, uh, some shipyards they uh, apply more standardization than others. Uh, some shipyards today have these; they have standard uh, models, basically uh, series types, mm-hmm. and uh, others, uh, yeah, others do more in customization. But I think in the end, a superyard is always uh, as much uh, custom as the owner wants. Yeah, if they're willing to pay for the customization, then uh, yeah, exactly, the customer yeah. gets what he wants. But I, I see your point that below decks, um, there's less owner concern. I mean, obviously, you know. They want good accommodation for the crew, happy crew, happy boat, happy owner. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the main focus, the main design shifts happen above decks in the owner areas. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, that would be the main thought to uh, to have this dynamic platform. Yeah. So if you have sort of a standard, standard base, it means... So how did Adam and just how did you work out the difference of time wise? Is it because it actually takes four and a half months to um, customize the base, or how did you work out the time differences that this would save? I took as a as an average or as a, as a grip to get a number. Um, I took the design phase of concept and basic design. So that's the, the first design stages uh, uh, of uh, ships in general, basically. Uh, and these two, for shipyards in the range that I looked at between 50 and 80 meters, uh, would take about nine months. Mm-hmm. And then um, usually the, the lower part of the ship, this production for the lower part of the ship, uh, takes about three months longer than the production of the superstructure. So pull forward in time the start of production for the lower part of the ship, then already three months of engineering lead time can be achieved um, while actually, uh, in theory, keeping the upper part of the, uh, of the ship untouched. Uh, and then another one and a half month uh, of lead time can be reduced if the constraints of this platform are also incorporated in the design of the upper part of the ship. Because there will be some constraints, of course, uh, uh, you have to get the plumbing standardized up and stuff. Sorry, you, you, so you, in so much as that you have to get the pipes to go from yes. below decks to upper decks and, and running your cables, etc., etc. Um, they be yeah. influenced by changes by the owner to above decks. Yes, and even well, I would I would say cables and pipes, of course, yes, but more uh, uh, more importantly, the location of the staircase. Oh, yeah. It's going to be somewhere around the position because uh, in the lower part of the ship we need to f- fix this position somewhere to uh, to make this standardization feasible. Okay, and the, uh, if if you're looking at larger yachts, if you go into say the hundred meter plus area, would you suggest there's an economy of scale there where larger s- savings can be made, or you know, logically, I mean that that would work out. Um, well, you can look at this in two ways, I think, because uh, on one on the one hand, it's a, a bigger boat, so you have to uh, do more design work. Mm-hmm. So the design process will take a little longer, and so then more time can be saved, theoretically. But on the other hand, I think the uh, the larger yachts 
are even more custom because uh, yeah they increase also a lot of uh, in price and so uh, yeah maybe for the even larger yachts uh, even more custom solutions are uh, uh, desired so I think there's maybe uh, a conflict between these two but I think it's feasible I think it's uh, realistic realistic to think that they'll also there some uh, lead time uh, can be reduced. I, I think the other big question I would have is, would it change the uh, quality? You know, if, if um, uh, these are very expensive vessels, there's a huge investment mm. in them. Um, mm. If you're shaving back time in the, in the building of them, is there any potential downside that it might change the, the quality of the vessel because you you haven't had as much um i am comparing it to you know building a house or refurbishing a house it can take a long time but sometimes it takes that time to get it right you're saving on the planning not the execution well that i'm just kind of i think that I mean, yes that's the expert why am oh. i answering that question <laughs> you're not a naval architect already i know let's it. hand it back to the naval well, architect that's the beauty about being a guy you know everything <laughs> don't need to yeah, ask well um she I just think, interviewed uh, me <laughs> for uh for standardization actually uh if you can call it that um using principles that have been used before uh, usually results in in uh, better quality actually uh, so proven solutions that uh, have been used before and from which the uh, what do you call it uh, yeah the, the first mistakes were taken out and improved and this can also be the case in uh, in this platform okay so you it's kind of tried and tested you've tried this basic design now a number of times so you know it's it's standard it it's going to work well. It's like children. You make your first mistake with the eldest child and then you, you fix those as you go, oh, the last child is going to be perfect. I mean, that's why I love being the youngest. <laughs> that's going to be very hopeful for my little brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad my children weren't around to hear that. <laughs> I'll be editing that bit out. Don't worry, Stefan. <laughs> um, just I, I don't know. Personal note: um, How did you get into naval architecture? You know, as a kid, were you uh, fascinated by boats, or um, did you go sailing, or you know, you, you're? I, are you from the Netherlands, or is that sort of with where a you name ended up like, with a name like this? You ask everything. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> presuming, <laughs> but you know, unfortunately, Northern European names are difficult for us no, to pronounce, and seem similar mm. at a certain point. <laughs> Yes, I'm from. Uh, I'm, I was uh, born in the Netherlands, and my family is also from here. Partly from Belgium, though. I'm part uh, Belgian, part uh, Dutch. And yes, I've uh, I've been uh, raised in a naval family. Basically, um, both of my parents were uh, sailing, and um, I also grew up uh, sailing. So, it. Uh, but as a child, I always wanted to to uh, explore the seas. Actually, I wanted to go to sea. But then, in the end, uh, I was I became more of a researcher. So. Okay. Now I'm an naval architect. Well, you know the industry needs that as much as it needs sailors. If we don't have that, we don't have boats to sail yeah. in. And mm -hmm. um, did you did you kind of focus as you? I mean, you did your masters, I, I presume. But did you look at? I really would love to get into kind of super yachts or ships or vessels or how does naval architecture work do do you kind of fine-tune it as you get into your masters of where you kind of would like to focus more on yeah of course uh, in uh, during this education you uh, get a feeling more of what you're uh, what you're interested in uh, 
Uh, for myself, um, now that I've been studying them a lot, yachts uh, do actually appeal to me. But um, in, the, in the first place, I was just uh, passionate about ships in general. I just love the... Uh, yeah. If it floats, looking at how they look, looking at how they work and how they float and how they sail. Yeah. And this is also uh, fortunate because now I'm working at CGOP and they also look at many different ship types. So I can. Uh, so you're looking at commercial vessels as well as luxury super yachts and when possibly sailing boats as well. You you get an opportunity to uh, to uh, design those. Yes. Um, yeah. The work at CGOP is uh, very versatile, actually, and. Uh, yeah. They're looking at uh, kind of uh, more more of the specialized uh, vessel types, so uh, dredgers or uh, uh, passenger vessels, yachts, and uh, also offshore vessels. These are actually the main type of vessels they look at. Oh, just uh, moving away from, uh, from from our core reason for talking with you. How about the the emergence of more uh, ecologically sound vessels? For example, we spoke with. Uh, silent shots uh, last week, and they're uh, they've got these solar powered catamarans. Fantastic mm. boats. I mean, um, we've also we've also had a, a chat with you know Amels and Heesons of mm. you know mm. their new designs and electrical propulsion and their new hull designs for hydrogen yes. and stuff like that. Um, we yeah, we've also talked with the hydrogen super yachts. Where where do you see kind of the future going? out of interest on a architectural point of view or just yeah. generally uh, i mean well the the near future is uh actually the diesel engine is still uh, quite popular i would say but uh, there's a there's a lot of uh, opportunities also uh i think fuel cells for example are really uh, so hydrogen and uh, mm -hmm. uh ammonia for example at, at cjo we're also researching researching ammonia propulsion mm. uh, but i think there's uh, these more more sustainable uh, propulsion types are, uh, yeah, they're they're really uh, going to uh, going to be become more popular. And design, do you see us changing the design of our super yachts or our vessels? Or you know, we they've changed quite a bit, but they've yeah, actually they, changed more in size in some ways. What we now consider pocket super yachts used to be a, a proper super yacht, you know, fifty years ago. There have been subtle design changes there have that been have design made them changes, yeah. more fuel efficient and, and faster. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But <clears throat> even in paint, I mean, who would have again, thought? Let's, let's sorry, let's refer talk back to the neighbor <laughs> architects. Fine, you want to talk <laughs> to an, the radio guy? You want to talk to an expert? You prefer that? <laughs> yes. Okay, well, let's hear from the expert well, then. What do I know? <laughs> I love how uh, passionate you are yourself. So. <laughs> really interesting. <laughs> But um, well, I think um, yeah, the, the day will change, and they are well. I can't predict how they will look like, but uh, you, you see that in the past uh, couple of years, some new hull uh, uh, shapes are uh, have become popular, and um, yeah, more efficient maybe. Do, do I you think have this a really hard uh, time to? Uh, sorry. Do you have a fair? I mean, I I, I love the catamarans. I, we looked at the white rabbit. Um, she's a trimaran, actually. She's mm. got three hulls. And um, I'm a, a real lover of those, uh, not only uh, from the efficiency perspective, but you've got a much bigger beam on them. So you get the, the, the mm. sense of extra space is profound. Yeah. You know, it's only a couple yes, of meters, but it makes a big difference. Do you have a, yeah, a you... favorite of, of design that, you know, if you had a spare billion, that that's mm. where you'd go? Well, I, I dreamt about this. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm more of a 
for myself, I'm more of a sailor kind of uh, um, sailing kind of uh, person. So I love the uh, classic uh, low hull with uh, with a deep keel and uh, J class. Uh, like how do you call it? The J class uh, type vessels. Yes, I like them more. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are very nice. I saw uh, just of, of new innovations in sailing yachts. I saw one with um, clear sails. You know that they're completely see-through. The sails. I didn't like mm. them. I didn't like them. And <laughs> we're, just we're just wondering how many birds might fly into your sails. I mean, I <laughs> yeah. see that as being one of the you know issues with little, it. Little <laughs> seagulls stuck into a piece of gongs of them, <laughs> and they kind of look plasticky to me. And I don't see what what's the for you. Know, it's not like you're saving the planet by having a seafood sail. No, I have to say I love I love the sails. I think that's one mm. of the beauty of a sailing ship is actually you know the the spinnaker. That's mm. what it is. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. I remember yeah. doing my first okay. spinnaker experience, and uh, yeah, they didn't tell me about it, and so I unfurled the spinnaker, and basically I went parachuting off the boat, and. Uh, yeah, they, they once they catch the wind, they can really lift you off and out. Uh, never forget that. Particularly for the unexperienced. Spinnaker dipping. Have you ever done spinnaker dipping? No, I haven't. That's where you attach yourself by a harness onto the spinnaker pole, and then <laughs> kind of you hang over the side of the boat, and you kind of dip your butt in the water. It's okay. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds just interesting. <laughs> I'm Irish. What can I say? It's what we do. It's a different type of sailing to maybe what you've used to. And uh, have, you, have you had a chance to to try out your theories? Because it it sounds on paper, it sounds like what you put forward makes absolute sense, um, mm. and it's it's a significant uh, saving financially and time wise in the design and build of a boat. Have you had an opportunity to to put this to the test and? Um, implement your 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 strategy to a build, or is that in the pipeline? It's in the pipeline. Yes, um, I haven't had the chance yet. It's uh, the it's a strategic uh, strategic description of what we're further uh, developing at Seajob. Um, so more of this in the future will uh, definitely uh, uh, come uh, come out. Well, I'd like to keep uh, up to date on that next uh, when. When you do get yeah. your, your first build on this, we'd certainly love to talk about it uh, again because I think yeah. um, I think it's 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 a really big saving. It's a bold statement to make. You know, I can uh, I can shave off yeah. this this uh, this amount of time and effort in in the build process. So good stuff. Well done, Stefan. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us on the station today. Uh, it's been an yeah, education. Thanks for having me. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to tell people what I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no problem. <laughs> do stay safe. Uh, I hope you're enjoying lockdown. Uh, are you? You guys are locked down. Are you, you do you have uh, big no. social isolation? Are you allowed to go out? You don't. You're not like out or anything like that at the, at the moment. Well, they call it uh, intelligent lockdown in the Netherlands. So um, intelligent lockdown. I like that, it. Yeah, that, everybody works at home. Good but, branding. Uh, you're allowed. To, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, we're intelligent, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We need more direction where we are, uh, but stay safe and uh, and thanks again for yeah. being with us. Really enjoyed speaking with you. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Thanks. Thank you, Stefan. Okay. Take care. That was uh, Stefan from Sea uh, Jobs Naval Architects, or I should say Stefan van der Harst. Excuse my pronunciation. 
who's a naval architect with the sea job Naval Architects, and uh, discovering how to shave off time to market in the super yacht design. This is Super Yacht Radio.